Welcome back to the SC Halfback Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky. Welcome to another team pickup position rankings and discussion. Today, we're with the two RFs, the strike two RFs that we all need in our team. Uh, really the foundation of a lot of draft leagues and a lot of classic leagues. You want to get all your points in your two RFs, bank up those points for when your guns aren't really performing. So it's a very important position. And I've uh, got 15 guys here on the dock to talk about. As always, we've got our three groups. we got the unders, on the money and the overs. Uh, now, a few names I wanted to mention because I didn't want to put him in this list to talk about some more names. So we already mentioned Tino in the front row forward. You can go check that one out. A couple of other jewels that we're interested in, Jairo, Ruben Cotter, uh, Jack DeBellin, they're all in there as well. And then three other names that I've been mentioned already on a couple of podcasts, Sean Lane, Bo Fermor, Josh Curran, very high on them. They're all obviously in the unders category. I wanted to free up and talk about a few more guys here. So let's get right into it. The first guy in the unders list, we're going to go to the West Tigers, and we're going to go and talk about Isaiah Papali'i at 568k. Uh, obviously, he was a gun at Parramatta. He went to the Tigers, averaged 55, and just really didn't live up to the potential. A lot of guys started with him in Classic. He was a very high draft pick in draft, uh, and obviously just didn't hit those heights, and I think there'll be a big uh, regression in terms of people wanting to try to target him this season, I think he's in for a great season. Uh, I think the Tigers, they've got three genuine options. I think the signing of Jerome Luai adds another complexity where a lot of guys are going to be fighting for spots. Uh, so I think you're going to have a big turnout. I think Papa Lee is going to be one of those guys that will benefit from that. Uh, Benji Marshall hopefully can see he's got an absolute weapon on that edge and just feeds him the ball. I think Papa Lee is very good. He's got a very, very good motor where he can just, just give him runs, give him you know, opportunities to make amends, and he will do that for sure. So probably at 568 is unders to me. Uh, he's, you know, got that ability to get to that 65, no doubt. Uh, very, very interested in draft. Classic, obviously, a little bit tough, but uh, very happy to talk about Isaiah Papali'i here. Let's go to a guy that's bang on the money. I'm going to go to Jason Tom Malolo at 439 now. You hear that number and think that's he should be in the unders. I think we've seen at this age of his career, um, that 43 average is about where he's going to sit. That 42, probably 49 on a good day. He's got a dual to a front row four, which does help. Uh, but again, he's an option that I think a lot of people will just be interested in at that price. It's not going to hurt you to not start with him. If he comes out and brains and averages 70 over the first two weeks, you can easily jump on that third week before the first price rise. And I think in, in draft, um, I think it's going to be pretty easy to get him laid on. I don't think it's going to be in anyone's draft boards. He'll be very low on the pre-draft list. Much more of a classic play this year. Um, so, yeah, if you're going to start with uh, Tom Malolo, it'll be interesting to see. It's a brave pick because uh, it might be an early trade-out, but you don't think he's going to lose cash off that. That's probably where he's going to – that's his floor, that 440. So it'll be interesting to see how high he gets to, if he gets into pod territory at all. Let's go to the first overs guy. We're going to go to the New Zealand Warriors and to Jackson Ford. So Jackson Ford, to me, is at 560000 it's overs because there's a few mouths to feed on those edges now. So obviously it was him and Neo Corey last year. Uh, Kyron was there. He went. So everyone thought, okay, Jackson Ford, we're going to boost him back up. But then Kurt Capel enters the pitches. So between those three guys, I don't think you can really start with any of them with a lot of confidence in classic. And I think Jackson Ford's probably a wait and see guy. You know, he had that 54 average. There was quite a few tries in there as well. So we just got to see how it goes because he is a good player. I think it's definitely going to be more of a draft option this year. Last year, he was very uh, popular in Classic because of his price and his performances. But 
this year wouldn't surprise me at all if he kind of falls back to where it, uh, he was previously. So good option, but probably not someone to start with in Classic just to see how that edge rotation. Does Nia Corey go through the middle? Does K-Ball go through the middle? And does Jackson Paul get 80 on that edge? If he gets 80 on that edge, I'm interested, especially if CHT is the option inside of him. But we just got to wait and see there. Let's go back to the unders. I'm going to throw out a guy here from the Sydney Roosters. Let's talk about Satili Trupanua. So most people would think that Angus Crichton is the option here. But I actually think Satili Trupanua just re-signed uh, that four-year deal. So he's not going anywhere at the Chooks. Um, only played the eight games last year. There was a coming off the bench through the middle. I think Tupanua is a great option on the edge uh, for the Roosters. It wouldn't surprise me at all if the starting edge combination is Nat Butcher and Satili Tupanua. So I do like Satili at under 400k. He's one of those guys in that mid-price range that I'm definitely looking at. Again, similar to Lolo, I just want to see that rotation. A lot of mouths to feed. And he's someone that you can easily jump on, not going to be too hard. I was surprised he didn't get a duel. Like I said, there was a little bit coming through the middle last year. So... If he does do that again this year at round six, you will potentially get a dual position there as well. Uh, but I do like Satili. He's always been, you know, the average of around that 45 to 50 mark. I think he can easily get back there. If he's going to play a full, have a full preseason and get fit, once we kind of see what that rotation is, it looks like maybe Angus might be off the bench. Uh, obviously got Wong, who got to see where he goes. So that will be interesting to confirm. But I do like Satili there as an option. Let's go back into the on the money. And this is a guy that I'm hearing a lot of guys are putting in the Unders category, but to me, he's definitely on the right price. And that's Viliama Kikau of the Bulldogs. His price at 468k. The average of 46 last year in nine games. Obviously, tore that peck early in the season. I think this is on the money. Until we see the Bulldogs really perform and do well, I don't think this is unders, actually. I think this is right on the money. Um, you know, he he could get himself back up to a 55 to a 58 range, but you can jump on that. There's no need to be on it from the start, in my opinion. I think to me, Josh Curran is cheaper, has a better floor, and it probably has a better opportunity to really get those super coach points that we need. So kick out to me is on the money. Uh, like I said, I don't want to start with too many dogs. I would actually prefer to start with Curran and potentially Jamin Salmon, Ryan Sutton, depending on the minute rotation. So kick out to me is someone who, you know, he's definitely going to get the lion's share. He's definitely the lead dog of that pack. Uh, he's not going to go anywhere. His job security is the safest out of all of them. But to me... Yeah, 468 is actually right on the money. I wouldn't be messing around with that. I think that's actually a good price for Viliami Kikau. Let's go to our second guy in the overpriced. Let's go back to the West Tigers. We spoke about Papali E being unders. I've got John Bateman as the overs at 623k. So to me, he is someone that really did actually play uh, quite a few roles last year. He was on the edge, played a little bit through the middle. He was a very, very prominent member of their attack, had a very high usage rate. And Look, obviously, turning into a 61 average, but I think that's really the ceiling, you know. This isn't Canberra Raiders' John Bateman anymore. Uh, I think a 60 is about where he will be, uh, even maybe even a little bit lower. So that 623K to me is just a smidge high. I would love that to be 575.80, uh, right around where probably is just a little bit over that. But right now, that's probably a little bit too high for me. Again, you've got quite a few guys trying to break into this team. you obviously got Bloor, Matamua, you got Paulo there. I got a lot of props there as well. So a lot of forwards to go around. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me, Johnny Bateman, if he doesn't start playing 80 minutes. Uh, and if he does play 80, they're not very that high impact like Canberra. I think people are still waiting for that in that second season. Uh, I'm not confident it's there. I'd love to be proven wrong. Uh, but yeah, Bateman for me is probably a guy I'll be avoiding from the start. We'll go back to the Sydney Roosters. Let's go back to uh, Sua Wong. So to me, 
Uh, he is underpriced. Now, I did say previously that uh, I do think he may not start, but to me, if Radley gets injured, he goes straight into the lock spot. Uh, if someone gets injured on the edge, he goes straight into the edge spot. Uh, at 462K, from what we know he can do, uh, we know this is a guy that can probably average 60. Uh, in those eight games that we saw, he just looks like he's got that super coach game. So to me, the world is a ceiling. He's probably a void until the first TLT to confirm if he's in that starting lineup. He's in the starting lineup. He's straight in, no doubt. Uh, but for me, I do want to watch because if he does get the start, definitely unders, but we just got to see that rotation. Like I said, a lot of mouths to feed on that edge. you got the Butcher Boys, Crichton, Satili, Wong. Uh, it's a lot of mouths to feed uh, in that pack. So be interesting to see how Trent Robinson handles that. The next guy in the on the money, let's go to the Panthers, Isaiah Yo. So to me, Isaiah Yo at 704K is on the money. I've got him averaging a 70 this season. They've hit a bang on. 21 games played. He potentially may lose his origin jersey. Uh, we've got to see how that shakes out with Match McGuire there. If that does happen, absolutely becomes a must during the middle of the season. I think he's a great draft pick. I've got him in the second round of a lot of draft comps, similar to he is the uh, Payne Haas of the two RFs. Just you know you get your 70 every week. So I'm all about Zayo, and that 704K uh, is a great, great uh, number. If you want to go and start someone and get yourself a 65 to 70 every week, I think Isaiah is probably the safest out of all the two RFs this season to get that done, not named Tino. So, yeah, great pick, Isaiah. Uh, the Panthers, they love to attack, and Isaiah is obviously the linchpin getting the ball to Cleary and Luai and a lot of those plays. So I love uh, Isaiah, and it's a very, very good price, 704. Let's go into uh, an overpriced. Let's go to Homole Olakowatu. So that's basically 700K even. Uh, again, we just talked about Isaiah being the safest. Homole 700. There's a lot of risk. Um, can he improve on last season at a 68.5? Can he crack into the 70s? If Tom Turbo's there all season, you think the ball is probably going to go a little bit more through him and through some of those edge players. Um, look, I don't hate the pick, uh, but at 700K, I'd, I'd need to see a month of it. I don't think he's going to increase on that, so you can avoid starting without him starting and go and grab him uh, later on if you think it's still going to be maintained through the season. But to me, yeah, Hamole is one of those guys that I just think of if it doesn't go right, it could go back towards a 57, 58 average and all of a sudden you've lost a lot of coin there. So someone that I do want to look at a draft lead, a draft pick, 100%, a great pick, you know, round three, round four. Uh, but to me, yeah, starting at 700K for an extra 5K, go get Isaiah Yo and get yourself a certain 70 versus Hamole Kawatu there. All right, two more players in each one. Let's go to the... Let's go to the Rabbits. Let's go to Keon Kulamatangi in the unders. I absolutely love his price at 626. What everyone is thinking for Homole could be this season, I think it will actually be Keon. Um, I think Jack White being on the other edge would just open a lot of opportunity to swing back into that edge. I think Lachlan Ilias is an improved year. Whether he stays or Dean Hawkins comes in, I think the mission's simple. Get the ball to Keon in good areas. You saw Keon go through the middle a little bit more last year, which I don't mind. He's got that footwork where he can get some late tackle breaks and offloads. So 626, I think he's absolute floor. And I think that's a very, very nice score. So again, very similar to the guys we've spoken about. Someone that just gets you a 60, you feel very safe in the draft pick. And it could be a little pod pick in Classy. I don't mind it now. I said in the previous podcast, Souths have a very tough draw to start the season. So I'm a little bit off them, but if they can drop a little bit of coin and Keon gets to below 500, uh, by below 600, I'm all over it. In the 500s, I'm all over that. So, yeah, Keon to me is someone I definitely want to watch, uh, but I'm very interested in that price. 
Stay with the bunnies. Let's go to right on the money, Cam Murray. So Cam Murray to me at 639K. Once again, the exact same thing. Uh, that's the floor. Obviously had a couple of stretches last year where there was some very low scores, but I think he will get past that this season. Uh, and this is where he will fit. A full preseason, no injuries. Uh, Dimitriou, you could say fighting for his job. He needs to have a very strong uh, year here. You've got different uh, weapons now. You might have Ty Maro on one edge. You've got Jack Wyden on another edge. Um, this is a prove-it year. And I think Cam Murray is in this role where, again, all these New South Wales players leading into origin need to put their best forward because there's an opportunity for a jersey, uh, for a state of origin jersey. I think he's the front runner for the 13 jersey right now. So I love Cam Murray at 639. I think it's a bang on the money. He'll be around that 62 to 67, I think that's where he'll float this season. I think it's a very, very nice pick. Second last one in the overs will go to David Fafida of the Gold Coast Titans. Look, no doubt, I think he is a top-round pick. I think he is a very, very good option of starting Classic. But 832K, once again, as we spoke, if you want to get in your guns in terms of Cleary, Hines, Ponga, Walsh, Grant, Tino, with that dual flexibility... It's going to be very tough to carry all these guys. So you're going to have to make concessions. If that was 750, I'd be all over it. 832, it's a little bit high. I think he can average around that 80 again, especially with Des Hasler there. Uh, but yeah, for me, at the start of the classic season, he's got to allocate those resources. And I think for me, I won't start the season. By round two, if he's absolutely torching it, you just need to get him in. Okay, let's get a boost going so I can get you in. But right now, I'm probably going to have to steer clear just because... I need a bit of flexibility there. All right, one more left in each one. Let's go to the Parramatta Eels. Ryan Madison in my first unders. 636, I think it's a steal. I think Maddo's in for a huge season this year. Played the 18 games last year, missed those first ones. I think they're now starting to work out what they've got in their rotation. Uh, they've got to play a little bit of Maddo on the edge in some instances. He's going to come through the middle, spell some of those forwards when they come on. I just think that late full work, the offloading, the tackle break, he's got the ability to score tries, set up tries. Love Ryan Madison this year. I think he's going to be an absolute smoky in draft comps. I've got him locked and loaded around four right now, and I think it's an absolute steal if you get him there. In classic, he is someone I'm definitely looking at potting up. Uh, if I do want to go into that market uh, and get a gun 2RF uh, to break away from the, everyone going mid, uh, Ryan Madison is easily in my top three picks there where I think I will go because I just think he's in for a bumper season. Um, Parramatta needs to perform this year. This is a make and break year for Brad Arthur as well. Uh, and yeah, I just think that Ryan Madison is one of the best attacking players in this team. 636. You know, anything under seven for him, I think is an absolute steal. So we're going to stay there. Last guy in the on the money, when you're the Cronulla to Britain Nicara at 710k. Average of 69 last year. I think that, again, another interesting year for the Sharkies. You know, they need to perform. They've been out in straight sets a couple of years now. This is a make and break year. So I think that Nico Hines is going to be, again, the linchpin of this attack. And his main man, Britton Nicker, will be one of the beneficiaries of that. 710k, yes, it's a big number. But again, you can get 110k off Fafida to get uh, Nicker. And if you can, you know, if you can stay within eight points of Fafida, and then you can use those resources elsewhere. I do like that. So, yeah, I'm all about Britain. I think, obviously, the best line running in the game, there's going to be uh, line breaks, there'll be tries, there'll be tackle breaks galore for him. I'm just really on to him this year. So someone I'm definitely looking into. 
Uh, we've got him in round three at the moment, I believe. I just think it's a good pick. Uh, I think he's one of those guys that can really do a job for you. He's a, definitely a top 30 player overall in Supercoach. Uh, and he's someone who could bre easily break into the top 20, top 15 by season's end. And we'll wrap up the podcast with the last overs. And we spoke about Ryan Madison. So that means that Jermaine Hopgood takes a little bit of a hit. And takes a little bit of a hit because his starting price is huge. So average is 73 last year. He's at 748k. So realistically, an extra 70k up, you can go to Fafita. You know, you can go to Madison, basically 100k less. It's a it's a weird price point um, to really start with him. You've got to be very confident that he can carry on what he did last year. There was a few tries in there in some of his big games. I think he's going to have a huge season. I've still got him going round three, round four. But to me, the value is in other places. And in Parramatta, you've got someone like Ryan Madison and Sean Lane who are just so unders right now. You've just got to take those guys before even looking at a Jermaine Hopgood. Uh, I can see easily seeing a lot of guys going two Parramatta back rowers like there was last year. Uh, I think Hopgood for me at least will be on the outer. I think his price will come down a touch. If that gets into the 630, mark, then all of a sudden you might see a bit of a resurgence. Uh, he's also might be a smoky for Queensland this year, so something else to think about where you might be without him in the middle of the season. So someone I'm definitely interested in, but uh, more draft than classy, just because, like I said, you're in between that Fafita, Tino, and you're below that Madison, um, you know, Yo, you can save 550k on. Just it's, it's a weird price point, so that's why we've got him in the overs there. But that will do it. A very, very interesting position, the two RFs. I think this year, um, you know, we've we've spoken about it a couple of times. It looks like it might be the year of the mids. Um, a lot of guys undervalued right now. Like I said, there are a few guys that are on the money in terms of where they need to be on that price point. And there's a couple of guys that you, you might need to wait a couple of weeks on just to see if that price can dip because I think there will be some value later in the season with some of those guns, Fafita, Hopgood, Hamole, uh, Tino. But yeah, there's a couple of guys that in this uh, 2RF class that I'm just all about, Lane, Curran, definitely. And like I said, Maddo and Keon are probably the two guys that I can see myself really talking into getting into that gun territory as well. We'll leave it there, guys, back with another position group very soon. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. Hear from you soon. Cheers.